Welcome into Smooth Operators with your hosts, Noah, Griggs, and Ben, going through the world of Formula One. If you want to interact with the show today, you can tweet at us at Noah underscore Phillips, at Junior underscore McClurkin, and at the Griggs B. It's time for the green flag, and it's lights out, and away we go. It's finally Friday. We're back again. The Smooth Operator Boys are here to talk about everything Formula One. It's not the season yet, so there's not that much to talk about, but it is Friday at 1 o'clock, so that means Noah Phillips, Griggs Blankenberg, and Ben McClurkin. Almost almost said you were Blinn. McClurkin. You can just, you can just call me that the rest of the episode. I don't really care. Blin Brother, you McClurkin. got any Blin's bowls over there. Yeah. Dude, just call me Blin. It, I don't it's really It's not in the studio. It's not in the studio. It's not, it's not, not in the, the studio. studio. No food or drink is allowed in the Bradley Basin Studios. Yes. <clears throat> to some people. But anyway, we're yeah. back again. <laughs> Smooth Operators Podcast. Thank you for everyone for tuning in continuously. And if you're still listening to this show right now during the off season, we want to thank you with a round of applause right there. Yeah. Because this... Because if you're listening right now during the off season, that means you're a true fan of the racing. You're you know wheel. That means and, you're a true smopper. And if you are a true smopper, you know what we do in the months of January and February. Suffer. And it's talk about suffer. And it's talk about liveries. So we have our first livery reveal, not the actual car, but the livery reveal for McLaren Racing. McLaren has released their new livery, and we're going to talk about it for a little bit because there is legit nothing else going on in the world of racing besides... Hey, 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 now. In the world of Formula One, per se. Hey, hey, not true. Necessarily. What? All of You it. want to talk about Bianca and what she did? She had a birthday. No. Happy happy birthday, Bianca Bustamante. Um, we're not going to talk don't about... Don't go no. like any hot takes on Twitter yep, today. No, we're not talking about that. But anyway, McLaren... <laughs> That was a joke, Ben, please. But this is a, the that new... That was a joke. Yes. The new McLaren car has been revealed. It looks like it has more of that just carbon fiber, like gray, black kind of compound to it now. Instead of moving away mainly from what the orange, m- mainly orange and the sponsorship. Yeah. They still have a decent amount of sponsorship. I like they it. They still have the, the chrome wheels. Thank goodness. No, I I, I wanted the chrome wheels to go. No, it looks so chrome, much more the serious. The chrome wheels make it fast, black. right, Noah? The, it is correct, bro. You know how fast cool chrome is? Pretty fast. That's how uh, I'm looking at this picture of the McLaren um, chrome wheels on Google Chrome. That's kind of crazy. The McLaren Wild. wheels are chrome. That means it's fast. But Ben wants to be turned up in the ears. Yep, that sounds we a don't, lot better. We don't need color commentary of what's going on in the studio. But you know what I will commentate on? I love commentating. I know you do. Mm-hmm. You're pretty good at it, too. Thank you, Ben. I you appreciate know? that. I got, I got an award out there that says that. Uh, and yeah. so does Noah. Well, I got I got the honor of working with two award-winning commentators on commentary, but also on this wonderful podcast. So it's always a pleasure. Uh, glazing aside, um, <laughs> we we can talk a little bit more honestly about the McLaren livery because you know what it for for as good as it is, not much is different. You know, it looks kind of like you looked at last year's McLaren and squinted your eyes a little bit. Um, and that's okay, you know. It, it looks a lot better than whatever the Sauber kick monstrosity is going to be. Um, please prove me wrong. Um, please, please prove me wrong, kick. Um, I but, will prove you wrong. Don't worry, man. But, yeah, like, it, it's crazy that they just were like, you know what? Screw all the buildup. We're just going to drop the livery. And I appreciate that. Like, thank you guys for giving us something to talk about. <laughs> um 
and also thanks for um you know just just being direct getting to the point um also i want to congratulate friend of the show tim coronel for completing the dakar rally so friend of the program follower on twitter thank you so much for uh your support and congratulations good job um Let's see what else has been going on. Also, want to congratulate Carlos Sainz Senior for winning the Dakar Rally. Um, yes, that is Carlos Sainz's dad. Um, named namesake of the show. Yes, Carlos Sainz Junior. Well, I know. Is, still, yes. Anyways, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Thank you um, for giving us a name idea or giving us a son who came up with the idea for our show's name. So, thank yes. you. And also, congratulations again on winning Dakar. Good for you. Um, can we talk about McLaren? Let's talk about let's talk about the livery. Um, let's talk about it's the black. Livery. It's orange. It features large OKX sponsorship. Um, replacing the Views sponsorship from last year. Um, we also got. Let me just read this from McLaren's press release. Ah, the McLaren Formula One team have today revealed a new livery. This was back, I think. I can't remember what day this was. Uh, the McLaren livery uh, that will be carried on their 2024 Challenger by Lando Norris and Oscar Piastri. In the upcoming FIA Formula One World Championship, the driving by McLaren's rich history as one of the most iconic and successful teams in Formula One, the 2024 livery carries the popular and exhilarating colors of papaya and anthracite. Anthracite? Anthracite? Anthracite. Bro, if you can't pronounce it, that means it's made up. That, yes. that's words, what that means. words are hard. I, I, yes. I understand. Uh, the, distinct, the distinctive colorway with the U in color also has col- fans at the core following successful livery enhancements throughout the 2023 season. Fan favorite with the U elements from OKX's stealth mode livery have been in- embedded alongside the iconic use of chrome in the driver numbers, which was more widely carried by the team from 2006 to 2014 before making a return at the 2023 British Grand Prix with Google. The livery will also feature some of the world's biggest brands and organizations as McLaren's valuable partners continue to support the team both on and off the track these partnerships include let's try to get some of these uh we got for uh dp world dewalt richard melee yellow chrome richard richard melee sorry i'm american you got a watch dell technologies (laughs) uh cisco jack daniels on the front yeah uh is that nbc or cnbc 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 amazon um fx pro i think that's what it says yes and then I can't really see the rest of the front. Um, it looks like it looks like the McLaren Honda livery. It looks like GoPuff. Oh yeah, we got everyone's favorite deliveries. GoPuff <laughs> and <laughs> the, I was about to say Pirelli, but that would have been mean. Yeah. Uh, Webex. Uh, McLaren also sponsors this car. That is a fact. McLaren believe also. believe it or not, they are sponsored by McLaren. That is true. And um, Cadence. Okay. Um. That, yeah, that's all I can see from their pictures. But yeah, McLaren continues the ring is having probably the most sponsorships of any car on the track. Yeah, it does. And I think the dynamic livery is going to come back. I, I really couldn't tell the difference, but it was cool. Um, one thing I will say, though, what, what what do y'all think that this team is going to take the fight to their engine supplier again this year? Do you think that they can beat Mercedes? No. Um... Because last year they very nearly did. I think they can. Uh, it depends on. It all depends on the start, really. Yeah. Because if you have to make a point to the end, then you're relying on a lot of factors. It really matters on what you're doing, kind of at the start. And I think that's a right. big 
component of how this McLaren team is going to look this upcoming season. Um, I mean, you got Oscar Piastri, who, if he proved anything last year, he's becoming one of the top kind of just names in the sport, even though he was ranked pretty low in the rankings we did last week, which yeah. I don't really know how. I mean, but, I think he, he was a solid eighth for driver. Top top ten. Yeah. The people like him. That's what really I think matters. the people, yeah, the people. Greg, are you like trying him. to say he's overrated? No, I don't think he's overrated. I'm. <laughs> you think now, he's rated? Now here's, I do think Lando Norris sometimes gets overrated a little bit. Ooh, okay. I do. Let's think talk about this. Let's talk about this. I do think it is a little bit because I think the way the how many race winning drivers are there on the tour? Uh, on the so you got all those four. The top three teams have all had one of their drivers won a race before. Yes. Yeah, Pierre Gasly. You have Valtteri Bottas. You have Fernando Alonso. Esteban Alcon. Esteban Alcon. Um, who are we getting? That's that's what is that nine? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Three times two is six. So George Russell already said the top has not won a race. Yeah, Wait, yes, he did. Brazil. He won. He won. He won Brazil in twenty twenty two. Yeah, and he um, also won. Um, or he got second. I'm looking through the names right now. Like, I don't. Okay. I think we've had an oh, oh Daniel Ricardo. So that's Daniel five. Ricardo. So we have ten race winners on the calendar on the on the driver thing. Cause, yeah, yeah. So my thing is with Lando, you'd say he's probably the the best driver who's not won a race yet. Would you say at, that? At the moment, I would say so. Yeah, it's kind of the case for both these McLaren guys. This, I think yeah. especially if Piastri wins a race kind of before him. I if mean, Piastri wins a race before him. It's going to make a serious dent in his resume. As much as that stinks for. Both of them. That's not a very fair comparison. I know, but here's like, I know I've got like I like Lando. I just think yeah. compared to some of the other people he gets put up with, like whenever there's talk about Rebel, he's always the thought of person. I mean, it could be like a George Russell situation yeah. where George is in a Williams and then he goes to Red Bull. But like yeah. the difference between a Williams and a Mercedes is that's a much larger gap from a McLaren to a Red Bull. Yeah, but a lot of times you do see these young drivers being like the poster child for a midfield team and. When they get their top team shot, they don't necessarily perform to the level that they were expected. You know, Ricardo kind of did that for a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, when uh, I was thinking more like Pierre Gasly, right? Like yeah, yeah, he was yeah. doing great at um, Toro Rosso, which then became Alpha Tauri, and he was like, he's been waiting so long for his promotion. He gets his promotion to Red Bull five races in, he's already dropped and back in Toro Rosso and swapped with Alex Albon, like. That kind of thing. Like, we see that so often, especially now that teams have development programs of sorts, like Mercedes with Williams, Ferrari with Haas, and so on. And, I mean, Ferrari's and Haas' relationship has gotten more complicated, especially as they're, we, we not, hope. Especially hope. As they're not developing Mick Schumacher anymore, um, and Mercedes has taken that over. You can just kind of see, like, like when, when you have – when you have like the poster child for you know a, a small smaller team not one of the big boys and they take the fight to the top you know it sells a story and then you know these these the constructors are looking at that and they're like okay well this would be this would be really good to have as a resource you know in the future put him in our back pocket you know and instead of the top teams hiring a junior driver um, they'll hire somebody from a development team it's just, it's a weird system that you is kind of new to Formula One a little bit. I mean, it's it's been in it's been in the workings for about fifteen years, but 
still relatively speaking, it's new, but a lot of these guys get way overhyped and then they don't deliver. So I, I see where you're coming from, my, for sure. Well, my thing is when you're looking at the 20 drivers right now, this is good yeah. because we get this conversation. we got a minute. Uh, you want to continue this after the break? We can take it after we the break. We can take it after the break. Uh, how many seconds? we got about 15 more seconds, but we'll talk about more of these drivers after the break. But, I mean, it's almost livery season, so... I mean, I know. The, the ones are coming. <laughs> it's coming up soon. Um, let me look up Formula One because they released a calendar. Today. I know yeah. two teams have not Ferrari yet. Ferrari and Mercedes are coming February 14th. Haas and Alpha uh, Tauri have Kick yet Sauber on the 5th, as well as Williams. <clears throat> Alpine on the 7th. Aston Martin on the 12th. Ferrari on the 13th. Mercedes and McLaren on the 14th. Red Bull on the 15th. And no date yet for Haas and um, yeah. the currently named Alpha Tauri, which we will probably talk about that sometime later in the show. Yeah. The poten- potential... Again, name change for Alvatar. But that is going to send us into our first break. When we come back, we're going to have more discussion here on some of the racers in Formula 1. Are they really a top 5 driver? Are they a top 10? We'll discuss that more after the break. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. Hello everyone, smooth vibes from the smooth operators for a little bit, but in a minute things will get dicey as Griggs has a strong opinion, I believe. I say strong, I just, uh, I kind of sorry, in my head. Sorry, sorry, not, sorry, that was not the most academic way I could phrase it. Griggs has some thoughts and let's get into that. Griggs, why, we're, who, we're who in the driver market do you think is overhyped? I don't. I think again, like I've said it to a little bit of a point. I mean, I think to a point where Lando Norris is a little bit like I like Lando. I actually like he's one of my favorites. But yeah, just compare like if you can name off the top five racing drivers right now. Let's just take machinery out of it. Who do you think it is? I, Max one. Lando's not in the conversation. Is is your, is your yeah, point? I'm yeah. saying that. Yeah. No. It's like uh, when I'm thinking top five drivers, you could drop anyone in any car. Who are the top five drivers you think could score points no matter which car they're driving? Uh. Well, obviously, I'm going to say Verstappen. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Alex Albon. I, that's actually, I think, I think that's a good point too. I think if his consistency improves, I really do see him being in the top ten for sure. But so that's a fifth, you know, kind of. Yeah, he's yeah, he's a squeak. Like a, he's not a squeak a in there. That's not a two. He's a squeak in there, and that's that's a hot opinion. That's a challenging take, but I, I stand by it. You know, if he can figure out his headspace, and I think that's one thing that we've seen this season, uh, or I guess this past season, is I've been impressed with him figuring out the mental aspect a lot better than he had in previous years. And so if he can continue that and continue that form, he is quick. Um, but it, it's it'll be good to see him at the top. Um, let me see. Top five. I think, like we said, Max said Albon. I think yeah. to an extent Lewis. Yeah, Lewis. Lewis is in the conversation. Fernando is still fresh. Okay, so that's four. And I'm I'm sorry, I'm not gonna say Charles Leclerc. He's. I don't think Charles either. I, I love him. If I anything, like him. If anything, it's Car. If I think it's Carlos. I don't think Carlos is a better driver than Charles. Uh, he's just not got the speed. Charles makes a lot of unforced errors, but Carlos well, is both not faster. Errors. They both make errors. I mean, Carlos is not faster. I mean, it sometimes depends on the car, but I mean, Pierre a little bit. No, this season was weak for him. I'm just trying to think about. I mean, if you Valtteri before this these past two seasons, no. 
I don't. No. I don't know. No. Do you have any opinion? Noah's said, got something said, to say. We said Max, Albon, Alonzo, and Lewis. <clears throat> this is top five or top ten. I'll throw. Let's say like top five drivers you think could score points in any car. Right now, uh, this sounds bad. I, I really do think that oh, the boy. driver lineup is kind of weak. All of the drive. I mean, there's there's one driver who's better than everyone else, and and this is kind of what people have seen who are outsiders to the sport. So, I'm I'm taking an outsider's opinion, but. Like, there's one driver who's head and shoulders better in the car who's better, right? And then you've got these other guys fighting, and then there are these other guys that are way off the speed. And the guys that are still fighting are good. They're really good. They're the best drivers in the world. But they're not reaching a level of intercompetitiveness. Intercompetitiveness, not intercompetitiveness. But, like, intercompetitiveness with one another that you would expect to see at the top level if that makes sense. And that's kind of why I feel like there's been a drop in the viewership. And this is this is purely my opinion. I don't really think there's anything that I can back this up with. It's just conjecture. But it seems as if there's not as much competition for the top step or even the next three steps. Like the racing has seemed to spread out a bit. And that may be because of the car's development, but I also think there's a lot of um, etiquette and class in that these drivers present and that's a good thing that's a thing to be proud of if you're formula one good job on making your drivers behave well with one another for the most part but also what you don't see a lot of is people racing each other as hard as they can and that may that again this may i could be wrong here but that may be a drawback of the drs thing but it also might just be the way people drive now you don't have to fight for a corner if you can get them yeah. in a straight I think that also has a little bit to do with the car size as well. Yeah. Because it's so big, mm-hmm. you can't really, you can't fit it into as many spaces yeah. as you would have when you had that smaller car. It's as long as an F-150. Exactly, brother. Raptor. Not a Raptor. It's F-150. So do, who do you think is that last driver been? Oh, man. Um, thanks for keeping me on track. <laughs> I, I'll have to think about it. I, I need time to think about it because I, do I think that Leclerc could be? Yeah. Do I think that Russell could be? Yeah. That's do what I, I was thinking. I'm, I'm I, I think that Russell is worse than Leclerc, though. I Correct. Do, but he has more of a future, though. I don't know. I, I don't think Leclerc has okay. peaked. But are we talking about? I don't know, man. 2021 was. Let's say, let's say you're starting a new F1 team with an unlimited budget. Who would you hire if Max all of the drivers were available? Well, obviously go Max one and then. Maybe Piastri. Because of his potential. Potential and age. And he's yeah. not like one of these rookies that's like a... Uh, a paved driver? Not like a Nick DeVries <laughs> who was like yeah. 26. Yeah, like he's, no, like, he's like a true rookie. rookie. Yeah, he's, he's 22, 23. Young guy, got a lot of career ahead of him. I like that. Noah, who would you hire? So I have unlimited budget. In yes, this, right? unlimited Unli- budget. Unlimited money. And all drivers were available and out of their existing contracts. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to get Max Verstappen, and then I'm going to use that unlimited budget to make a cloning technology <laughs> and i'm just gonna have two max for staff because you're giving me a limited budget i think that's not the best un- case not unlimited time let's say you're starting your team tomorrow but you got a limited budget tom does not matter at that moment but let's say you're starting your team tomorrow right, we're starting our team tomorrow give me max for stappen and probably george s- russell see that's honestly. the thing like Leclerc, as good as he is, is not in the conversation for us. I mean, you know, we're not the most experienced viewers of Formula One, but 
I, I really well, I think if I'm not doing a team and I'm just doing it for one season, I yeah. probably won't Leclaire. But if I'm trying to think about the Long future term. in three to four, yeah. yeah, I would take Russell. See, that's the thing. Ferrari thinks that he's their future. He's going to save them. And, and I just don't necessarily see that. That Like, the writing's not on the wall there. You know, Le- Leclerc, as good as he is, makes so many unforced errors and has had so many... Like, this season, he's had four, four or five moments. Like, that crash in Brazil, what was he doing? Like, what, what are you thinking there? Like, how do you just bend the car on a warm-up lap? Like, well, oh, it frustrates me so much because he's so talented. But there's just... It, there's just nothing there that makes him the top five driver other than his raw pace. He's, his mental aspect is not strong. His consistency is not there. And I don't want to sound like I hate him because I really do want to see him do well. All right, then I got a question for you. What's that? We've already talked about that. I mean, we kind of left that fifth one up to the listener. but Yeah. So we had those four. Y'all tell us. Yes, y'all tell us. Feel free. Follow, respond to us or DM us or do whatever on at SMOP Podcast on X, the platform for linked with Twitter. If you do feel so inclined, or hit us up on our own personal accounts for that question. But now my big question, Ben. Yeah. Removing three drivers from this list. Removing. Fernando Alonso, Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen. Which driver do you think has the best chance of the current driver lineup to be a world champion next? Out of all these ones, who will win the world championship besides those so, two? So barring former world champions. Barring the former world champions, who's okay. going to get their first? Soon? Who's going to get their first championship? Oh, man, that's tough. Especially now that you said this is kind of a weak lineup. Yeah, it, I stand by that. I think that each driver pair... Uh, McLaren has the strongest driver pairing on average. Like that, I'd, I'd that, agree with that. That I can stand on. Like, I agree with I, that. I think, I think that they together have the best, the most consistent and the most talented and the most potential. So I, I would... I don't know. I can't say that McLaren can win a championship, though, because they're bound by their Mercedes engine sponsorship. Like, they... There's not going to be much. Mercedes wouldn't stand in the way because it looks good for them because their engine won. But, oh, man. Um, soonest to win a championship. Man, that's I, – I might say hmm. – man, this is going to take some thinking. If Leclerc gets an absolute rocket ship that makes up for all his mistakes, he will win a championship first. But I could say that for every driver. You know, he's got the speed. She said who? I, I could say Leclerc if he gets a rocket ship. You know, this that, is about consistency. Yeah, and that's the thing. Does he Does he have the consistency? Maybe, maybe not. I think he has the consistency to finish third for the past or for the last five races and win off his, off his first 10. Like, or his first, I guess that would be 18. You know what I mean? Like, the, the the length of the season now means that you have to consistently finish first. You can't win a championship by winning a couple races and finishing in the podium positions because someone else will win more races than you. So, oh, shoot, man, this is this is tough. I I think that Russell's got a good shot, um, but he's kind of shown that if things don't go his way, things don't go well. He can't. He can't really overcome many difficulties. Um, you know, talking about young drivers, I guess Lance Stroll is actually as old as Max Verstappen. Um, he's just not there. Something that I want to bring up about George Russell, uh, when you look at his situation in Mercedes, yeah, he's not really the guy there. I know he's probably he's also not not the guy. Yeah, yeah. But like, if you're if they're gonna do media or something, they want 
Lewis Hamilton. Right. They want uh, your other guy. So until he really gets the pressure put upon him to be the guy at a team, I just don't think we can truly know. It just doesn't seem like he he competes to win the inner political battles of a team. And that's okay. You know, that's fine. You can no, be that's in, terrible. You, you gotta can, want peace. You don't want peace. You want problems. Yeah, you can be. You can be a good F one, a good enough F one driver, and not just come in and control a team. But the guys that win championships come in and take over a team. And Russell, Russell hasn't done that, and that's okay because he's, you know, he's got huge shoes to fill, and I'm sure Mercedes wouldn't allow him to do that. But who could win the championship? Who, who do I think? For me? Yeah. I, who do you think? Do you think Norris could do it? I don't know. I, you need to win a race before you can win a title. Well, yeah, but it, well, let's say let's say uh, next year, let's say next year their car is better than Red Bulls by a small amount. Do you think he could win a competitive championship against Max Verstappen? I don't know, man. That Red Bulls are a rocket ship. Do you think they, they think about what they did? They did that, remembering with ten percent less wind tunnel time. Yeah, and imagine imagine what they're coming back with. Even less. Wind tunnel time? <laughs> yes, exactly. And they had the chance to develop the car at the end of the year because, like, okay, we don't need to re- really make any changes. Yeah. But how about this? Let's let's go back. A short look p- back to the past. 2021, right? Mercedes has the better car. Red Bull has Max Verstappen. Who, it, it, who on the entire grid would you put in the Mercedes that you think could beat Max Verstappen? In 2021, Mercedes. Who can beat him? Yeah. Who can beat Max? Yeah, who can who can beat Max to the championship in twenty twenty one? For uh, if last the our previous season was anything to go off of, uh, Alonzo, really? Because at least at the very beginning he was kind of keeping up with him in a very very. I don't want to say the Aston Martin was. It was good at no, the start. It was good, but I don't think it was like where that Mercedes was. No, if you know what I mean. I think if no, you, it's nowhere near it. If you put that uh, Alonzo in that car in two thousand twenty one, I think Alonzo. Uh, at least puts up a fight. Yeah, For, I've not even said who. I... Griggs, who do you think? We'll give my opinion after the break. We are what? going to oh! another break. Oh, oh! <laughs> called a cliffhanger. Uh, but yeah, we're going to head into our next break. We'll have more time to talk about this on the other side of the break. But when we come back, do not go anywhere. We'll continue to talk about this topic and much more as we go through the Smooth Operators Winter Break of Sadness. So do not go anywhere. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle ninety one point one FM. And welcome back into Smooth Operators here on Weagle 91.1 FM. We are just about to get into a continued talk before Griggs Blankenberg gives us the answer to that terrible, terrible cliffhanger he decided to give to you fans. Can you believe this guy? No. Can't believe him. Get a load of this guy, right? Hate me or love me. You still listened. <laughs> but my question, okay. So Griggs' villain arc has begun. So besides the two, the three current... Uh, the three people who have won the championship, world championship in the past, who is going to be the next? Yeah, I honestly, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I think uh-huh. it's going to be between one of the two McLarens. Oh, but you think that Lando Norris is overrated? As of right now, I think so. So, like, you I think, think people you F1, think that he's overrated, but also a future no, no, F1 no, no, champion. No, 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 no. So I think all of people's opinions about him are true. Let me say this: No, like right now, like I like Lando. I think he's a good. Just sometimes, I just need to see. Traditional alert. 
as of right now, I think he is because I think you need to see one go through. The, I've told you, I like Lando. I know, I know. I, you. We need to see one go through the hoop before we can. You're right because I think they also this case. He's, you can't say he's you can't canceling. say he's the next LeBron James if he hasn't made a basket. Exactly because like here's the thing, people think of him highly. He's a lot of people's favorite drivers because of his off the track personality, which we don't have a lot of that for, yeah. with, in terms of the drivers. And I think that's why people are drawn to him and kind of hold into a higher thing. I mean, he's good. I mean, look at what he's like. Every time that um, every time that Helmut Marco goes on a rant, they think, oh, Lando Norris is coming to, uh, to Red Bull. Or anytime like one of these big spots opens, McLaren locked him down early, and I think sometimes with the McLaren these past couple years he's been hindered, and that's why I think he's just been. But that's more of a car thing. But yeah, I guess my earlier point's a little bit wrong, but I still do want. I don't think he's. I think he's no not like as good as everyone is saying. Okay, and to be like where everyone's talking about like oh my gosh this could be the year. No, I don't think that. No, I'm saying that he has the chance in the future to be good, especially once he sees one go through the hoop. I mean. With all the people who've won a race already, he definitely needs to be. He's like, he's the Nico Hulkenberg of not getting a race win. <laughs> well, he also didn't crash off in the rain. At, um, wait, yes, he did. I say that. Landon Norris did have a win secured on merit, too. And then it started raining. Exactly. In Russia, 2019. Same thing happened to Nico Hulkenberg in 2019. That season was genuinely cursed. Um, but. But I mean, I totally I know what you're saying. I, I don't disagree, and I think I think the way the media and the outer circle of F1 works, if somebody performs well at a at a small team, they immediately become the poster child. And like Lando, Lando is on the cover of the F1 game. Mm-hmm. I, like why? <laughs> Because he sells tickets, brother. I don't think you understand. EA has to sell copies of that. I know. They may get rid of it. I know, but what I'm saying, like, the point I'm making is that the media makes a machine out of out of every driver that does decently at a small team. You know, like, if you can consistently score points in that car, oh, wow, I can't wait to see what you'll do in the best one. And I'm, it's kind of tired. I'm... I'm and again, this is my my inexperience in my youth speaking, but so far we've seen a lot of potential and not a lot of results from a lot of people. Yeah, I think he's got a chance. Just, I just need to see one. Yeah, listen, I I feel listen, the same about Leclerc. Listen, I like Lando's one of my favorite drivers because same. of what the point the reason I was saying. I just need to see one go through there before people hire him up or pile, like bring him up to one of like the top drivers in the sport. Yeah, before you put him on a pedestal, you got to see what he can do. Mm-hmm, exactly. And there's a lot of untapped potential there, and McLaren hit a down year. I agree. I still think I need to see that from Leclerc as well, and Russell. Those three guys, everyone says that they're going to be the ones that are fighting for positions at the front. And you know what? They have been in positions at the front separately and came up short, all of them. I mean, George Russell, 275 points in his first season with Mercedes back in 2022. It's really good. Really good, especially beating out Lewis Hamilton, who the previous year finished second. Yeah. And you know what? I will say Lewis Hamilton actually did better that season on everything except race results. He got unlucky with some retirements and some things. But it's true. Like, Russell's not better than Hamilton. Russell right now is not better than Hamilton right now. Russell right now is not better than Hamilton in the past. Like, the, the way we determine champions in F1 is so different than other sports. Because it's not sheer athletic ability. It's there's a numerous, numerous uh, 
supply of factors that affect who wins the championship, right? Like their head's got to be in the right spot. They've got to be competitive. They've got to have the want to, just like everybody else. But also you have to have insane levels of focus, you know, preparation. And the seasons are getting longer and longer. And I guess that's kind of what makes it unique as a sport Um, because, because there's so much there's so much more sustained competition, right? These guys are nonstop battling for an hour and a half. So there's there's a lot of factors that we don't really take into consideration, and I probably don't myself. But that said, it's it's just really hard to decide who's going to be the next champion, you know, that's not already won one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I still, especially when I think Max is still going to win like two or three more in a row. Yeah, he's got more in him. At least one more. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking in terms of that. Noah? Uh, he might have eight more left in him, guys. I don't know if y'all have realized that or not. He is that guy, at least until Ferrari becomes the greatest team on earth, like uh, the greatest show on track. Turf. On dirt? On, on turf. Dirt. On turf? Yeah, not yeah. turf. I was trying to asphalt, something like that. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, No matter what happens, I think we do have to realize that Max Verstappen in that uh, Red Bull car, unless they get uh, massive fines against them where they can't build build the car up as much, is that guy uh, verbatim. I think he's going to dominate the sport for years to come, and I uh, hope that doesn't kill the ratings, brother. Um, yeah. It could be bad. It could be. Yeah. No matter how much we want to talk about how great the other drivers are, um, hate that for him. You you live in the era of Michael Jordan playing basketball, you know. You look like a plumber compared to him. It's a spectacle, though. I, it's good to see. I think one thing that that comes to mind when you're talking about Verstappen, you know, he's got eight more in him, maybe. And I don't I don't disagree with that. Maybe ten. Maybe. But what I what I see is that when when the media sees that, they look at that driver. They look at that young driver and say he's going to be the next Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton's going to be the next Michael Schumacher. Michael Schumacher's going to be the next Ayrton Senna. Ayrton Senna's going to be the next Jackie Stewart. You know, and there's this whole progression. I guess it wouldn't have been Jackie Stewart. It would have been Prost at the time. It was on top. But you know what I mean. Like they keep everybody keeps pointing back and saying that's the gold standard. And right now Max Verstappen is the gold standard. Uh, for the for the past three years at least, he has been the gold standard of driver. And you know, you win you win three championships in a row, you're gonna get those praises. You're gonna get that, and that's well deserved. And props to him. But they're already looking for someone to replace him. And the media has always done that. Mm-hmm. No, I think a big and I think we need that. Is Max Verstappen kind of has a villain persona to him, and I don't think. <laughs> the European market. Not of really, his own doing. Not of his own doing, but he kind of like has that final boss kind of yeah. look about him and he speaks in such a way that it's kind of intimidating. I think he could be a fantastic villain, a fantastic heel if you're a wrestling fan. It's <laughs> just that with real sports, you can't really have that. And I think the media understands, hey, they got to find somebody else that is really likable and to push as a baby face and pushes the next hero of the sport. Yeah. Which is wrong. I mean, heels are awesome if you watch wrestling. But um, I agree with you. The media is really trying to look for that next person, next guy they can make. Yeah. 
And I think it's ironic too that we're people in the media talking about the next guy that they can make. <laughs> I mean, it, it really is. It's true though. You know, like there's there's always going to be a replacement. There's who's the next Tom Brady? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and and we as as consumers value that story a lot. And in Formula One, that that is the story. It's it's real. It's not it's not necessarily made up, you know. And sometimes the people that are supposed to turn out to be the next whoever wind up being the person that is is the guy, you know. And Max Verstappen is one of those people. He won in his debut at Red Bull. And immediately took the world of F1 by storm. And I think that from a storytelling standpoint, he has been he has done more for F1 in the past three years than any other driver has in the last five. Mm-hmm. And and that needs to be that needs to be appreciated because everybody gets caught up in the here and now, and a lot of times when you have eras of dominance. We talk about dominance all the time, but uh, this this has just come to mind. But when you have eras of dominance or periods of dominance, you tend to look past all of the things that all of the set success that the people that are dominating have brought before, during, and after their their dominance. And I'm just saying, like you can't you can't always look to replace Max Verstappen. There probably won't be another Max Verstappen. There won't be another Lewis Hamilton. Nobody will ever be just like Lewis Hamilton unless they do everything in their power to be exactly like him. You know what I mean? So we should appreciate the uniqueness of all of these characters and their strengths and, you know, give praise where praise is due, but also criticism where criticism is due. So I I just want to say, like, good job, guys, on being honest and having fun opinions and challenging opinions, I would say, uh, and doing good journalism. So sorry for going on a tangent but i was just thinking now you see if f1 fixed the races yeah they did that that would make this sports no i'm kidding like the nfl does (laughs) 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 cowboys were supposed to win that game no they weren't no they weren't no no they were not from the beginning you have to have Mm. a long (laughs) the cowboys lions game is what i'm talking about their playoff game is what the result and that's of that fair. fixing. Okay. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's fixed though. Well, I don't either. Because I think football is the hardest sport to fix. No, it's not. Which one do you think is harder? Uh. Hmm. Let me think. There's been more examples of basketball. I'm not gonna say. But I'm yeah. not gonna dive into that. You know, I, I thought about it. That's probably not the best thing for <laughs> us to get into on a Formula One show. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I just think whoever, whoever develops a driver the best is going to like Logan Sargent could be that guy. Who knows? I don't think he is going to be, but I could be wrong. There's plenty of people that have had, you hate America. I love America. Is that what what you're saying here? No, there's, I I think there might be more talented drivers in America than Logan Sargent that deserve to be an F1 more. Me. Griggs. For example, he's yeah. he's a stud, man. Coming out of North Carolina, Griggs. <laughs> and they would still probably make it seem like I was living close to New York or a city, like the way they did with Logan. 
Mm. Or with Miami. But nonetheless, that's going to take us to our final break of the show. When we come back, we have more Formula One we're going to talk about. I don't know what it is going to be, but we're going to talk about selling. So do not go anywhere. You're <laughs> listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. And zero. Happy Friday, everybody. <laughs> that's <laughs> as you, as your look up. behind the scenes, guys. That's how we do that. You know, that really crisp <laughs> uh, turning on the microphones and saying hi. That's how we do that, guys. Yes, sir. Um, and with that behind the scenes look, um, let's get behind the scenes a little bit. Okay. Let's, let's get to know our hosts. Um, <laughs> We've gotten to that oh, point. They know us, season. brother. They, y'all they, should know. Know who y'all I should am. know us. Y'all should know us. But, you know, it's Friday. It's it's well, we have our show every Friday. It's not special, yeah, but it's, it's Friday, guys. Come on! It's Friday the nineteenth. Yes, know that super famous holiday. Of yeah, nineteenth, the, the one, that one, that one, the yeah. one followed by nine. Get to know get to know your uh, podcast co-host episode. No, I mean we've been we've been together for so long. Now. Let's see what is today on what is today dot com. We on, have on this day in history, they found the oldest black hole in the world we, today. Black hole, kind of yeah. like Ferrari, Ferrari's uh, young driver market, brother. We have, Ooh. we got National uh, Popcorn Day. National Popcorn Day. National Artist as Outlaw Day. I don't know what that means. I don't either. Brew a Potion Day. That's weird. What? Good Memory Day. And I'm not going to say this next name. It's basically this it's Second Amendment Appreciation Day, technically. Woohoo! That's what you can use. Uh, not going to say that one. Um... Uh, uh, we're not going to say definitely not. Okay, we're going to be done after saying what these names are. Ben, you can see what this one is, but we're not going to say what this day is. Yes, yeah, so we're not going to say that. But talking about F1 again, we're yeah. we're in the winter. It is. Um, <laughs> this is the winter. This is the bleak. It's cold outside. There's no, there's no on this day in F1 history. I guess there could be. But they don't do races in January, so we are we are not struggling for content yet because we have three more weeks of this. Um, but I will say, like, actually, hang on, I got one for you. I what's that? What's that? You. What you I got? got for you. On this day in 1809, Edgar Allan Poe was born. Of course, a very famous scary story writer. Scary what? story writer. Yeah, you know. <laughs> what are your? What were some of y'all's the scariest moments in Formula One? Ooh. I got one. I got one. I mean, I've been listening a short time, but I've got three. That I know. Come well, to mind number one for me for sure is the Guan Yu Zhou crash. Yeah, Silverstone. Yep, that's what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. That was definitely one of them. Ben, you said you had three. That was one. Let's yeah, two more. So the other one was Silverstone 2021, um, when Max and Lewis had content and. It was very high speed around the outside of a corner. Um, and then I'd say this. Actually, also, the Romain Grosjean crash. That's another one. Um, that's when I had just started watching F1, and I was like, <gasps> oh, my goodness. Hey, shout out to him, though. He made a full recovery in races in any car. Shout out you to know, the Phoenix. He's a big dude. Um, Phoenix is crazy. <laughs> that's his nickname. Um, and the other one was this year. Um the Brazil qualifying, where Kevin Magnuson got a pole. The weather was just so cool. Look up, look up, Max Verstappen Twilight Light, Twilight Lap. 
it's probably one of the coolest F1 related things you'll ever see. Um, I do remember seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. It, it was very scary, but not like in a scary way. It was like, Ooh, you know, kind of, kind of makes you get excited about the sport all over again and makes you fall in love with what you fell in love with. Uh, it's, it's, it's something. It, it really, it really made me respect what these guys do. Um, Noah, what about you? Uh, my probably scariest moment was seeing all the uh, protesters that had uh, got themselves on the track. I forgot about those idiots. That, that's insane that people would do that, and it's kind of a scary thought to think. Saved like, by one you show. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah. Two of the the two of the scariest moments in F one happened moments apart. That, that's crazy though to me that like somebody can say I am going to go out there and I'm going to lay down on an asphalt track while cars are on the other side of it and they're heading straight towards me. Yeah, going faster than I can comprehend. Think that's about insane. think about the devastation that that could have caused. Like those people would have literally become particles. That that would look. Awful. It would have been horrible. It would not have been good for the ratings. <laughs> yeah, it would not have been good for the ratings. Um, thankfully, it did not happen, though. Thankfully, it did not. Um, <laughs> Pardon my chimpanzee laugh. Um, ooh, that would have. Anyways, uh, what were what if what have been some of y'all's? I guess. Hmm. Now you know what you want to know. What's really scary? Yeah, Ben. What's that? So. I'm going to talk about NASCAR for a split second. Okay. Boo. Just kidding. Go for it. NASCAR's clash at the Coliseum until they open. I don't like that. It's just yeah, yeah, you ain't got to talk about it if you don't like it or not. All right. We're not in we the don't, business We don't that. care. We but originally, ask. they um, <laughs> were not going to let fans in for the heat races. What? So, everybody got online and was super, super mad about it because it would have been that Saturday, then the actual uh, opener would have been that Sunday. Yeah. Uh, it's non it's non points paying. It's just to see uh, some of them out the Daytona 500, see if you can get into it or not. Right. But uh, pre So many people got mad that they weren't going to allow fans in for the race on Saturday, the heat races. That NASCAR has decided that if you show up to LA Memorial Coliseum and walk in, you can watch the race. Cool. It is free tickets, brother. Awesome. And people are, for some reason, mad about that. Why Twitter. are they mad about that? Because people are like, um, you should have made people pay for them that way. It wouldn't have been like what? a total zoo in there. Like no, Nobody in L.A. is going to that. No, it's fine. Okay, as if, right? as if NASCAR fans and people in L.A. both weren't contributing to an atmosphere being a total zoo. Letting people in for free will suddenly change that? Well, no, they're saying it's going to be too crowded. I don't think... Whatever. I don't think... Plus, it's not going to be too crowded. I don't think that many how people. Does that, how does that race even work, Noah? Like, what's so, even the point? It's literally just like you're running like laps around a school track. I have not looked at. <laughs> I've not looked at the format. Uh, I looked at it a little bit, but basically, it's five heat races of about ten. The top five. I'd have to go back and look. How at do the you actual. pass? Um, you don't. You you qualify faster than your opponent. Yeah, that's how you there's, pass. Bro. There's no drafting, and you hope they mess up. There's none of the cool super speedway aspects. Well, y'all of it. just don't like short tracks. Okay? No, I love Apparently, short tracks. Y'all just uh, hate no. America. That's Dude, what y'all do. I y'all love hate, short tracks. Y'all hate short tracks. You hate North Wilkesboro. I bring, a, I bring y'all a North Wilkesboro. Prob- Wilkesboro every y'all show. probably support the Texas Motor Speedway. We do. I do. Dude, Texas. Have you seen IndyCar racing in Texas? It's chaos, brother. Not IndyCar. I know. IndyCar on any oval is good. Yeah, it is. 
And NASCAR on any oval is good, especially no. super speedways. No. I love yeah, super, super speedways, speedways, but not all the... But speedway racing is not the same as super speedway racing. Exactly. I, I'm saying I, NASCAR, I think, should have... Well, you don't watch the product. I have. You don't watch the product recently. It's awful. I have. It's brother, not good. Gotta, we got to go to Martinsville, brother. We got to go on a paperclip. No passing. They've, been going, they've been going to Martinsville for years. Exactly, brother. We got to get out of Texas. All right, Mar- we're gonna, Martin- we're gonna hold a race in Texas. It needs to be a street race. Martinsville is fine. Yeah, Coda's awesome. Um, Just go to Coda. You don't have to go to Texas Motor Speedway, dude. Coda. We, we, we watching the- people run Coda without track limits make makes racing look fun. We can do Detroit. No, we I don't Detroit think Motor Speedway. Woo. Hey, brother! Shout out Chicago. Y'all had a good race atmosphere. Yeah, Chicago's something, man. Shout out also to unusual NASCAR venues like Pocono. And shout out the goat of NASCAR races, Texas Motor Speedway. No, oh, God, oh, God. Uh, anyway, anyway um, I think that's the show. Uh, enough confusing y'all about that. Uh, we'll give you a break. Real quick, real week. quick. Oh, favorite favorite track. Favorite track. On, we do this all. Uh, um, Go. Uh, I like the Red Bull Ring. Okay. No. Daytona. Okay. <laughs> favorite <laughs> F1 track. I should have specified. Monaco. Monaco. Okay. Um, I'm going to round things out with Paul Spa. Park. Park. That's Ben's choice. Ben, great. Yes. Hurry up. End the show. Come on, and, come on, come on. and with that, that'll end another episode of Smooth Operations. I want to thank everyone for listening, especially during these winter months. If you missed any of today's show, you check it out on your favorite podcast platforms a little bit later today. But until next week, same time as always, 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. For Ben McClurkin, Noah Phillips, I'm Greg Swangberg. This has been Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. We want to thank everyone for listening. Have a great day and more Eagle. Bye. That's all we have today for Smooth Operators, Weagle's exclusive F1 show. In case you missed some of the show or just want to relive all your favorite parts, check us out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Till next time, this has been the smoothest operators of Weagle 91.1 FM.